Ask the podcast coach for March 10th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means... The band's back together, man. It's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com, where it's a uh, balmy 28 degrees. Joining me right over there is uh, the one and only Jim Collison from theaverageguy.tv. How's it going, buddy? Good, Dave. Happy Happy Saturday morning. It's been a while since I said that. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back. Uh, it's not any warmer here in Omaha, Nebraska, so we're we're kind of hunkering down. We, we're getting teased with spring. I don't know about you, but yeah. you know, we get a nice day, and then it kind of goes back to some crappy weather. I think we get some snow or sleet or something this afternoon or tomorrow. So back to a little bit of winter, but it's always warm on Ask the Podcast Coach. <laughs> the funny part was I had all this TV shows taped from when I was in San Diego, and I'm watching it. Well, there was a, a warm spell in Ohio while I was in San Diego. So I'm watching it like, you know, this is us from two weeks ago. And it's like, you know, balmy 50 degrees tomorrow. And I'm like, cool. And I go outside, it's like blizzard. And I'm like, okay, that's not fair. And I was like, oh, that's because that's from two weeks Never ago. Never trust the weather on a recorded program. That you yeah. Should, you should know yeah, that. I figured that out. But uh, we are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you have a question, you can come out in... Uh, Ask it there, or you can do what Matt did from the Author Inside You podcast over at theauthorinsideyou.com. He just went to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and jumped on in. So, Matt, uh, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going great. Thanks for having me. Oh, good. What's uh, What can we help you with? Well, I can get right to my question right away. Yeah. Okay. So, um, my podcast is an interview podcast, okay. and... I hear a lot of podcasts that are very popular that are interview podcasts that play a small soundbite of something juicy in the podcast in the beginning and then go to their commercial and then talk about how they met this person. And then they talk for seven or eight minutes and then they get into the interview. And my thought was when I made my podcast to just let's just jump right in. We'll play a little open and we'll go right to the podcast, go right right to the interview. I don't understand how these other podcasts are so popular and they have eight minutes of nothing before them. Can you help me with that? But is the I don't know if it's nothing. I to be honest, I've heard that complaint, Dave, and I know you. You and I differ actually on this right. opinion. You're like, get right to it. Uh, I do tons of interview shows, and what I'm finding is when the the and we do them all live, and the audience wants a they they want to date a little bit with the guest before they just jump right into it, and so for some of that chit chat now it just. It, like it, it totally depends on the, what the chit chat is and whether it's related. So I, I'm pa- I'm trying to paint with a big wide brush here at this point, but I do find that you kind of I I find it's more successful if you ease the guest into the conversation. Now, if you're just talking about nothing or it's not related, I mean, again, it's really hard to say what's great and what's not. But I'm a little more of a fan, and I've had good success in my podcast of not really getting to the meat and potatoes till about four or five minutes in and letting the guest kind of warm up. The other thing it does is I think if your guest's not ready, if you haven't prepped your guest and you go right to it, it takes them two or three minutes to get warmed up. And so if their best content is loaded in that two or three minutes that are not very good, you might've missed out on an opportunity. So Dave, you can respond to that a little bit. Um, I'm not for, uh, I'm not for like 
conversation that's opposite of what they're talking about. But I do like a little foreplay in my <laughs> in my interview before we we kick off. Dave, See, I do what Jim is talking about. I just don't put it in the podcast. Oh. That's what I do. Like I'll talk. Hey, what's going on? And blah blah blah. I kind of warm them up, and then I'll say something like, you know, hey guys, welcome to the show. And they'll be like, thanks for having me. And then I'll ask a fluff question. And then we'll did it, did it, and then later I'll be like, so, and then I'll start to get to the meat and potatoes. That fluff stuff just goes okay. And thank you for doing your job of warming up the guest. Bam, right to that. The other question I want to ask is, how do you know they're more popular? I'm thinking of um, how I built this. I listen to how I built this, and then they have it open, and then they play a little soundbite, and then they go to a commercial, and then they tell you to um, donate to NPR, and then they kind of set the scene. You know, we're at this location. And then, you know, easily three minutes, it seems like, into the podcast. Then they say, hey, so joining me today is, you know, Truett Cathy from Chick-fil-A or something like that. And I think, oh, my gosh, why didn't they just start the podcast by saying, hey, thanks for listening. Here's Truett Cathy. Let's talk. They, they got to pay the bills. Yeah. They got to pay the bills. Right. They have to. I mean, the, the little soundbite beforehand where they play the the one you know, one sentence or two sentence thing about how we thought we were going to go out of business. And then suddenly we turned around and we decided to sell French fries. Yeah. They say that's, that. that's, guy's shtick. that's his stick, right? That's how he, he always does his podcasts that way. Right. But there's lots of them. It seems that way to me, oh, lots yeah. of interview podcasts play a little soundbite. And that's what just, it just yeah. seems like a waste of time to me. Well, Not so much. The, guy Roz has had, has had really good success because he's had amazing names on there. And people <laughs> yes, are, yeah. People right. are waiting to hear hear that. It's also there's a 30 second button, right? Uh, on, I use it on every all the time. Podcast I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just click, 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 boom. I, you know, Leo Laporte. I listen to Windows Weekly every single week, and I love it for the content. But I zip through. I mean, I go 30, 30, 30, 30, and then I know the show is starting. And then for his his commercials, they're always five minutes. So six times 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. <laughs> boom. I'm, you know, I'm to the um. You know, to the end there. So, but that's, I mean, it's a good question. And I think it's a, I think it's a good point where content trumps some of those other, those other things, right? They're able to hold you through, or at least they're, the perception is they can hold you through the commercials. Mm -hmm. So you'll stay for the content and, well, and, you know, they must have some pretty good numbers. He also said the magic letters. And NPR. Yeah. yeah. So he's got a big network. I mean, I've listened to lore the podcast and it is really good. It's also very creepy because it was, I, I basically listened to an episode on HBO. I watched it on HBO and then kind of went back. Um, and it's, it is, it's a really good show, but I think some of the reason that got so much like press when it first came out is that guy has all sorts of friends that are reporters. I think it helps when you can just go to all your buddies and you know, podfecta.com is an event going on in April. Uh, by David Hooper, you know, and he knows a bunch of people. And if we all go podfected together, people are going to know that there's an event in Nashville on April 20th. Why? Because he reached out to his friends who have his target audience and said, hey, podfected.com, April 20th in Nashville. And I think they're doing the same thing. And why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't you reach out to your friends? Um, Joe Pardo has a new book out called Sales Will Not Save Your Business. He reached out to me and said, hey, would you be interested in maybe buying, pre-ordering a book? And I'm like, Look, Joe's helped me. He's, uh, you know, I got to speak at uh, Podcast Minute Atlantic pretty much every year, you know, and I'm like, can I spend 12 bucks to help out Joe? Absolutely. 
So I think it's a matter of pulling in their network. Now, again, this doesn't mean their show is crap. I'm just saying sometimes I think these people have a, a tool in there. You know, they have a club in the golf bag that we don't have. I don't have a media outlet that I can go out and say, hey, can you go tell your 5,000 Twitter listeners to, you know, listen. So I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that's the only reason, but I'm saying I think that might have something. Right. I understand. Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind, I was asking because, uh, especially in the podcast charts, first of all, Steve Stewart, uh, from Steve Stewart.me just put a great, he's in the, uh, audio editors group and he put a great screenshot. I don't know if it was new and noteworthy, something in iTunes, basically showing how broken iTunes is. And, and when I say iTunes, I mean, iTunes, the desktop version, not Apple podcasts. And that is something that I've seen where I remember for the longest time, there's a, a great show called WordPress plugins A to Z and it's live. They're still doing episodes. And yet for years, they were not the number one thing for WordPress. And it was because there was a show that had come out, hadn't done a show in like three years. But when that show came out, there was like zero competition. So they had boatloads of subscribers and boatloads of downloads. And that somehow in that algorithm to where it took like years for WordPress or WordPress plugins A to Z to finally overcome a dead podcast. And they're like, how is this possible? They haven't put on an episode in years. And I'm like, it's, that's part of the the thing. And it's just frustrating. But uh, I, I, well, I was just going to say, if you're using iTunes as a, a measurement, don't, because from what I've seen, at least from Steve's thing, it's, uh, it's broken. So, and then the, just the, the thing I try not to do, I used to look at John Lee Dumas's, income reports. I used to look at Pat Flynn's income reports. And every time I did that, I felt like absolute crap. I mean, I just felt this Are they big. still doing that? Yeah. They still publish that? Yeah. That's a little ballsy. You know, uh, it's kind of, you know, it's just kind of like, hey, look how much money I'm making. Uh, it's, you know, I get why they do it because yeah, that's, that's their business, right? Yeah. I get it. But that's. But it was just a case where it's like, oh, look, you make more money in a month than I am in a year. Wow. Okay. Well, it's sort of like Cliff Ravenscraft, too. He's constantly, well, I built this huge house and my wife quit her job and we're going here. And, you know, it's kind of the same bragging thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's built on them. Well, I mean, they've been successful. It's it's such a difficult balance right. that success and being able to talk about it, but not flaunting it. And, you know, everybody has a different opinion on how that works and. I don't know, but to get back to your original question, I, I really do think this is an area where it, you know, this is the freedom of podcasting is that if you don't, if you listen to it and you don't like the chit chat in the beginning, turn it off. That's and if you do, and leave, leave it on. We get, I can't, I, I say this all the time. I get these, I get some of my biggest engagement in my podcast and on Twitter on, on stuff that's just average everyday chit chat. Not the not the meat and potatoes, you know, and you kind of think, oh, it should be the meat and potatoes, but it's not. We are social creatures, and I think there's some we like kind of that normality or that chit chatter, the weather or what I had for dinner last night. Those things get pretty popular. So mm-hmm. I would I would be a little hesitant if that's your stick, if that's what you do, of just eliminating it because it needs to be eliminated. If it's working, if it's causing engagement, do it. But if that's not your style. Yeah, go go right for it. I, I think that's great. I'm actually speaking it at, at uh, the thing after Podfecta. It's like create Nashville. So I'm actually hitting two events in a weekend, and my my talk is on your authentic voice, and that's my whole thing. It's like unless like if my audience said, Dave, we think you should do, you know, 
insert something that's so not ask the podcast coach into ask the podcast coach. I'd be like, okay, I understand that you want to see that. And you really, really want me to talk about, you know, 37 pieces of gear in 15 seconds. I'm like, but I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to listen to that. So I'm not changing my show for that one person. Yeah, we lost, lost Dave. Dave. Yeah, we lost Dave. Hold on, Dave. We lost you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, tell me a little bit about your show. What are you, what are you doing while we're getting Dave back? Tell okay, me a little so, bit about um, My wife and I do a weekly show where we interview authors about writing, publishing, and promoting their first book. Mm-hmm. So we just try to find authors, all different types of authors, you know, mystery authors, textbook authors, uh, authors who have written children's books. And then we just talk to them for, it's usually about 25 to 35 minutes. And, and just, they tell us a little bit about their book. And then they tell us. Keep, keep going. Sorry. I was I'm okay. communicating with Dave without communicating. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. You. So we ahead. see you, Dave, but we can't hear you. Yeah. You, can you hear me now? Oh, we can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like a commercial. So, so keep going. What you oh, show okay. you interview so, authors. Yeah, so that's it. And so um, we've been doing it for a little over a year. Um, we have 55 episodes and we start off with a pre-recorded, you know, this is the podcast. This yeah. is the author inside you podcast with your hosts. And then we come on, we say hello. And we say, here's who's joining us. They've written this book and here's where they live and here's their background. And then we go right into it and say, well, tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah. And then we let them talk for, you know, like a minute or two about their book because it, I they got to plug their book and right. That's that's your commercial, right? That allows them, that allows you to have them on. So at least they're talking about it. I mean, they want to push their book and they, and then we ask them where it's available and how people can buy it too. It's not like it's just how you promote it or whatever. And then you go, you go pretty much how to at that point, or is it just kind of how they were successful? Is that kind of the, is that we we sort of um, ask them what the process was to write their book? How did they write it? Did they hire an author? Did they have, um, friends read the book. And then when it came time to publish, did they look for publishers? Did they write query letters or did they just go right to create space? Most people just seem to go right to create space. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people who really believe in authors. And then there's some people who have publicists who help them promote their books. So we talk about that. And then we talk about what they use for social media. One lady who we interviewed wrote novels and she makes Pinterest accounts for each of the major characters in her series of novels. Yeah. yeah. And so then when you, you read about the studly guy, you go on his Pinterest and you see the Corvette that he likes and the new jeans that he's going to buy. And so it's an interesting way of using social yep. media. So yep. that was something interesting. I've heard of books where the characters in the books have their own Twitter accounts. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, t- they're tweeting throughout, you know. That's a lot of work. On the book style. No, it, it's, a, it's a ton of work. What kind of feedback do you get from your audience when you normally hear from them? What do they appreciate the most about what you do? Uh, we don't really get that much feedback. I'm sorry to say, no. just to be honest. But I mean, yeah. you know, people say nice things. Oh, it was a good interview or thanks for having us on. Or I enjoyed, I don't know, I enjoy your podcast. That'll be something very vague like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, what do you think your numbers, What if you're willing to share, what do you think? Oh, sure. So um, that's embarrassing. But usually I would say a month out we have um, on Libsyn, we usually have around 90 and... <laughs> That's just nine zero, no no comma no, after that. No, no, and, no. and then um, on Spotify, there are some episodes that really spike up. Like we've had over a hundred listens on Spotify on some episodes, and some of them will mostly they get about thirty after a month out. So we're less than one hundred and fifty per episode. It's a pretty tight niche, don't you think, Dave? I mean, authors yeah, a little bit, yeah, because yeah. it's authors that we're hoping listen to stuff. 
Well, it's 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 to motivate people to write their book because everybody wants to write a book. Yeah. Almost well, that was going to be my question. People want to write a book. What was the what was the why of your podcast? Why did you start it? So my wife wrote a children's book and she didn't publish it. And so I like listening to podcasts and both our kids went to college. So we're empty nesters. So I said we should do a podcast and she agreed. So then I jumped on it. (laughs) So, so the idea is to help my wife get motivated to finally publish her book or to find someone to draw the pictures for her kid's book. Awesome. So that's, that was going to be my second question. How will you know when this show is successful? And your answer would be when my wife publishes her book. Right. And so she has worked on it a little bit, but she really hasn't taken any big steps towards it. All right. Yeah. That's that's cool. I like that idea. Right. How but then what happens if she does publish it? Then what do we do? Right. Yeah, you keep going if you want to. Right? Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> do and so, you said 55 episodes. So have you been going a year or two years or, or how often one year. you publish? Yeah, one, one year. year. So every, you're weekly. Correct. That's yeah. correct. But over Christmas, we skipped the week here and a week there. And you should have. Yeah, no, it's a good. That's a good idea. You got to take some time off, get away. I've, I've, it's just hard, you know, and everything is going on, and you're like, oh, I don't really have time to sit down and figure yeah. out some show notes or whatever. So I was wondering. That's funny that you thought it that it was too niche. I'm thinking that maybe it's not niche enough. Um, if you're thinking about writing a book and then you tune in and you're thinking about writing a young children's book or a young adult book, they call them, right? You know, for like a teenager or a preteen. And then you hear someone talking about writing a novel, you might be like, oh, that's not real. Or, you know, I'm writing a whatever, a, a historical right. novel versus or, nonfiction kind of or thing. A self-help book or something. It might, I'm afraid that we might just turn off some people by the topics of people's books. No, you might say, well, that's nothing related to what I have to do. If you're talking the mechanics of it, I wouldn't think so. Have you done any other interviews where you've been on, especially like entrepreneurial podcasts talking about, because these entrepreneurs all want to write books for right. whatever reason they think that the book is the golden egg and it's, it's yeah. valuable, but they, they're right. hate- had people on who've talked about writing a book just to use it as a business card. And they yeah, think it's, it. you know, for $5, you hand out everything, you know, in a book and people are very impressed with it. And so there are people who do that, but have we been guests on shows? No, yeah. we haven't. Have you tried? You- no, it's a little intimidating. <laughs> no, right on, right on. But you know what? There's a whole bunch of entrepreneur podcasts that are looking for guests. Right. You know? And and if you pitch it right, as you're kind of the book author, you know, helping people to get started, right. we got all kinds of podcasts, you might find, because I'm just kind of thinking, where's the pool? Where's your audience pool? And they right. may live in that entrepreneurial space. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Where they're trying to think about it. And the only way you're going to, they're going to hear about you is for you to guest. So right. you might want to look into one of those services. Okay. You know, and just ask. It doesn't hurt to ask if they right. say no. They say no, but you know, you may pick up a handful of interviews and and drop into some new pools for uh, for listeners. Right. Yeah. Good idea. I think Andy has podcast guests with an S. I think dot com is a yeah, free it's a, service. It's a great service. Have you have you seen that before? That they they send an email out weekly yeah. with with. Yeah. Uh, so I I I've subscribed to radio guests or something like that. I think yeah. it's called. This is much better. That one, that one, all that guy does is try to get you to sign up for his not free service. He does, um, but he'll let you write something and he'll send it out free. So yeah. I've gotten a lot of people writing to me saying that they want to be a guest on my show, which is what I was after. Oh, okay. cool. Good. Hey, if it works. That's, right. That's all that matters. I'm trying to find the other one. Yeah, me too. It's, it must can. be podcast single. Yes. So we really like to have guests on who have just written their first book. And right. not somebody who's written 10 books because the person who written 10 books 
certainly doesn't have the same experience as somebody who's written, just wrote their first one and they're trying to sell it. Um, You can go into Amazon and, oh, it's been a while since I've done this. You go into Amazon and there's like new releases. And I think it's at the bottom, somewhere on that page of new releases. Like you can even drill down to category. And somewhere on that page, there's a button for an RSS feed. And so you could throw that into something like Feedly. And then instead of having to, you know, check all the time, what are the new releases? You can actually just go to Feedly and it'll say, here's, because I have that set up for new okay. uh, diet and fitness books. So if I see something, it catches my eye. I'm like, that might be a good guest for my logical weight loss show. Um, yeah, but podcastguests.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good singular way. and then plural. Yep. Podcast. I'll guests. give him credit. The guy that we're talking about his competition but podcastsguests.com and it forwards to his service. And I'm like, that's sneaky, but effective. Well, it's, it's the way it works, but give that a try. I, I think you, you said podcast singular or plural singular. Uh, singular. Oh, okay. And then singular yes. podcast and then guests. Yeah. Yeah. Give that a try. You might, okay. it'll take, it'll take a little while, right? It's going to take you a couple months to get out there. Don't give up, you know, don't do it for two weeks and then give up. Cause you have nobody saying yes. Right. You know? knock down a few doors you'll it once you get one then you you know you can you can pick up a little bit of momentum but if you can come up with that if you can come up with that compelling pitch to them that says hey my podcast's about this and this is why it matters to entrepreneurs and i think it does because they're all trying to write books right uh i once you've got that pitch i think you could probably get on a dozen of those things there's a bunch of them out there of of these guys who are dying to have guests <laughs> and uh yeah you might be able to sneak in there and they're they all they have audiences like yours you know they're in the dozens or hundred right hundreds i use that term lightly or loosely and um i'm sure we've had hundreds of listeners they just don't keep coming back right yeah, yeah but, well but that's i think I, i've said this a bunch here on the show but i think there's a magic about where you're at right now with a hundred you know we're getting a hundred downloads and the fact that and you said you're not getting much feedback if you're if you're not inviting that feedback and you probably are but work really hard if you do get, um, you know, if you do get somebody to respond to you or you get a conversation going, work really hard to kindle that fire because you, as you get bigger, you have less opportunities to go one-on-one with your audience. Mm-hmm. And right now you're in a sweet spot. So don't, don't underestimate that. There may be an opportunity to build a community of two or three or five champions of your listeners. You probably have a bunch you know, you probably have that many that listen every single week. They're kind of addicted to it kind of deal. If you can find them and engage them in the community, you still have time to be able to do those kinds of things. So I'd encourage you to try and track them down. If they ever send you an email, you know, in, invite a conversation with them as opposed to saying, oh, thanks for your feedback. Maybe you fire back a note that says, hey, I appreciated that you appreciated the show. But what about it did you appreciate? You know, your feedback is important and see if you can dig right. out. You know, if you can, if you can dig, just don't let that email, that appreciation email die. See if you right. Can. I understand. Okay. So I thought of another question I, I could ask you guys. Yeah. All right. um, so Dave, I listened to the, your interviews with uh, Glenn DeGeek and he, and he's, um, he's really big on, well, he, he, he talked a lot about um, finding a show within your niche and then becoming the official podcast of that trade show or whatever. Right. And so I found, uh, I've, I mean, there, there are a couple of um, authors and aspiring authors kind of shows that, that there might be, you know what I mean? Where publishers come and people come and push their books. How do I approach them 
So he said um, in one of your interviews, this was probably like a year ago or six months ago, he said something like uh, he, he promises the, the big sponsors an interview or 10 mm-hmm. minutes on his podcast. But, but I, I look at um, I found one book show and it had like 20 sponsors. Mm-hmm. So that seems like a lot, a lot of time to devote to. How do I tell them just I'm just I'll just do it for some of your sponsors or, you know. What's the proper way to approach somebody? It seems like a big thing that I want to approach the right way instead of just looking like some. Well, there are a couple of things. Some guy in do. Ohio with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could say. Well, number one, don't share your numbers until they ask them. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, and then Lots of people don't ask. Right. A lot of people don't ask. And I would say I will contact all of your sponsors because not all of them will understand what the heck a podcast is. And see what you get from that. Like throw the nets out. Hey, I'm I'm the official podcast of such and such and such. I would love to have you on my show and you know talk briefly about your service. Okay. And, uh, uh, and then see who emails back. Uh, that would be, I think, my first strategy. And then go from there. And then if you're like, mm, I really wanted to talk to so and so, and they didn't reply back, then go after that person. But uh, and then just you know, if you get twenty people and they're all two, three minute interviews, you know, you can make them super quick. What do you do? Where do you do it? Why do I want to use their service? How much does it cost? See you buy. Right. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be 20 minutes long. I see. Okay. But I guess my first question is how do I go about approaching the, the show oh, itself? Hi, I, I, I'm Matt from the author inside you.com. I've been podcasting for two years. I help aspiring authors write their first book. And I, uh, I'm going to be, I would like like to attend your event. It looks really like my target audience would be there, but more than just attend, I would like to help because again, explain things on like, here's how you're going to benefit. Yeah. Right. I would, I would like to help promote your event. If I could get a booth at your event, I would be happy to interview all your sponsors and all your speakers and promote you to my audience because my audience is your audience. What do you think? Okay. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I wouldn't say all. I I love what you're saying. I wouldn't say all. I would. I'll interview yeah. some. I'll interview a, a select number. Maybe just say it that way to leave yourself a gap. Twenty. If they have twenty, twenty interviews is a lot. I agree. That's half you. a year. Yeah. Um, right. You know. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the. Uh, you know. So the other. There's two words I would use. Bonus content. So this is bonus content. I'll create some bonus content for your conference. I actually do live. I do this for a, a conference here in town called Infotech. And during the conference, I'm bringing in their, it's their keynotes and session leaders, and we're interviewing them for 15 minutes. And then I make that content available back for the conference. I just give it to them when we're done. But I always pick up three or four really good guests. They're kind of like test interviews. Don't tell anybody that. But, you know, it's a little bit like trying these guys out and the really good ones end up back on my show as guests on my show, right? So you can kind of work it in that way using that kind of content. Um, the other thing you can, the way to limit it is say, I've got seven slots. Give me the email addresses to your vendors and I'm going to take the first seven that respond back. And in that email that you send to the vendors, say, Hey, it's first come first serve. As soon as the sooner you respond, the better chances you have of being on. Not all of them will want to be on. Sure. Then when you hit seven, you're like, and I've turned away guests before to say, sorry, we, we ran out of spaces. I didn't hear from you quick enough. That's okay. There, in almost all cases, I get, you know, I get disappointment, but I don't, it's not a bad thing. So that's kind of a way you could limit it to say, I'll get the first 10 or I'll get the first five or whatever. 
And then you think go to the show and actually do interviews there. Yeah, I would. Yeah. So I've had great success with that. It's you create some great by and they see you with the microphones and they're like, Hey, what's this? Yeah. Yeah, Go get a cowboy studio light too, a really cheap light and make sure you turn the light on, on your booth because all of a sudden people notice the light and they're like, Hey, (laughs) what's it's crazy lights and microphones and people start looking. And if you can get, they make these little, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like pull out banners. Like mm-hmm. you can have oh, a sure, banner yeah. behind you, but right. they have these ones. It's like, they're like this wide. He said, it's like, I right. don't know. It's seven feet feet tall or whatever. Yeah. Four, and you, yeah, and four you by just, eight. Yeah. You bring it in. It comes, it, it looks like somebody's bringing in a really thick Q stick, right? This black bag, they pull it out and, and it sets up in like a minute and a half. I'm like, that was cool. So that might be some, and I don't think those are terribly expensive. I was right. surprised. I thought it was going to be like, you know, $900 or something like that. And it's not, it's not super cheap, but I was like, it just shows that, Hey, I'm serious. I mean, Jeff uh, from teacher cast has a whole booth. I mean, he has this whole big backdrop and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, but you I would know, have, he, yeah. Ease into it too. You yeah. know, you can, you can <laughs> yeah. try, try this. Don't do the banner. Maybe the first time, but go out and get a table tent banner. Yeah, right. that sits on the table between you and the guest and just see how it goes. And, okay. plenty, and plenty of business cards. So right. that people that, you know, like what is, Oh, it's a podcast I do. And then people you know. think it's really cool to have a live podcast coming out of the conference. Okay. It's real time. And you can broadcast it live. Like we're doing, you, you know, you'll, you'll need to buy some bandwidth right from the conference. You'll, if you're going to buy anything, I would buy a hardwired connection in your booth so that you get really good bandwidth. But we use Google Hangouts and we do this and I'll do, I've done as many as 18 of them in two days of these interviews. Yeah, 30, they're, they're 20 minutes each and then I get a, you know, a 10 minute break to reset and, you know, put things together and you can kind of set this up all in advance, but it's really, really cool when it works. They've always invited me back. So the next year they're like, Hey, you want to come? They even started giving us a discount on the booth because they liked what the, what we were doing and because it was bonus content for the conference. We kind of said, hey, we're creating some stuff for you. And so they gave us a half price booth. So, you know, there's a great idea of if you've got something close. Mm-hmm. The other thing you can do that's cheap is you can buy these like styrofoam squares that you can turn into mic flags, basically. Right. <laughs> because that always, I don't know why, but mic flags just make you look, well, number one, because nobody else has them. Like you see, like I, I can go, I was at uh, a social media marketing world. I saw a couple of people recording podcasts there. And I saw one person with a mic flag. It's just this little, this is part of this week's uh, school of don't, podcasting. Don't give it away, Dave. Don't give it away. I'm going to talk <laughs> about icing and the fact it's the little things that make you set you apart. You can also wear your own t-shirt. Sure. Like that's, that's a good way of, if you've got a shirt or maybe you can have them, you know, make one on Amazon or something. You can, uh, you can wear your own shirt and that's not a bad way to advertise as well. I do that for Gallup. When I'm podcasting on behalf of Gallup, I've always got Gallup gear on. Mm-hmm. So it's a yeah. good way to good way to do that. Does that help? Yeah, it does. So you think it's more valuable to to be live right then, even though the people who are interested in the event are at the event, instead of doing an interview before or after the event and yeah, helping them promote the event or relive I the do. event. Yeah, the value is not in the number of listens you're going to get in that live or even people right. who are doing it live. It's the the tension of live makes the interview better, I think. And you can say we're live on YouTube right now. And people are like, Oh, that's so cool. Right. It's this cool factor. And again, don't underestimate, use those as opportunities, do a bunch of them, do them short. Don't make them, don't sure. think it's going to be content for your show, but use them as a way to find new guests. Okay. that then you'll invite back onto your program for the real thing. 
right? Oh, I got you. But, okay. You know, not, it's kind of a, it's an interview. Like it's I'm a not, test interview. Yeah. Two, I use two ATR 2100s, a little Lisus Multimix 4. And, uh, and then, cause that's USB, it goes right into my laptop in a Logitech C920 on a little tripod and some lights. We're talking maybe three, $400 in gear that I'm going to reuse in other places. So it's not like it's, it's only for the conference stuff and you're, you're in and you got a table and boom, you're off. I, you know, we sit on either end of it like this and I point the camera down and we're, we're in business. <laughs> you can do that pretty easily. Okay. I was yeah. just thinking of audio interviews i wasn't necessarily thinking of going live on that's well, a, you, even if it was just audio it would look yeah. cool i, yeah, I think right. it's cool right. like have a little sign that's like you know recording live right now you know for the author inside you podcast you right know, sign up here to be on the list and then you, i, I you bought know. a cheap 24 inch monitor that we throw on the table and it mm-hmm. right so i come out and duplicate my screen so it shows them in the setup and the, again, even if you never use that video on the conference, all of a sudden you start gaining some start, people start noticing your booth for sure. Right. Right. And so it's, it's all marketing. Everybody else's booth. <laughs> it's all, it's a hundred percent, maybe not. It's 99% marketing, right? That's what you're doing here is you're marketing your stuff. So milk it for as much as you can get. It's not the content you're making that matters. Don't tell them that because you're making a bonus content, but for you, you're trying to get your name out, meet some guests, get some credibility. And if you do it a couple times in a row, people start remembering like, oh, hey, yeah, you were here last year. Mm-hmm. And so you can start, you know, you can kind of bank on that. Okay. So this is what I, I, I remember Glenn talking about, have like almost working for the event instead of paying to be at the event. Right. Yeah. If you can work that, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right on. That's basically it. You're, you're. Yeah. You're, it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. They get exposure. You get a booth. You get access to people in your target audience. It's a win-win. If if you can right. get them to see that I'm going to give you more exposure, your event is going to look more hip because you have a podcast and other events don't. So, right, and then promoting the event to my audience before the event. Right. Correct. Right, and then next year's event. Yeah. Throughout the year. All they can say is no. Right. Yeah. Right. That's you no know, problem. Yeah. Awesome, my friend. Okay. Well, thank you guys very much for, for talking to me. I think I'm going to bug out. All right. This Thanks is for great. Good, good talking to you. Good All morning. right. Nice meeting you, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, likewise. And Dave, Jim. see you at the next meetup. All right, buddy. Jim, All right. Thanks. That is the one and only Matt from, again, the author inside you.com. He's trying to figure out how to get out. There he oh, there is. He's got it. Um, that's the guy that got me on TV. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Eliquity wants to know, and I've learned how to say your name now. What lights are you using? Yes, Cowboy Studio lights are what I found to be. They're super cheap. They're under hundred bucks. Yeah. And if you do LED or uh, yeah, LED lights, they're going to be four hundred or above. So you're gonna you're gonna spend a little cash for those. But Cowboy Studio on Amazon, at least here in the United States, seventy five bucks gets you two lights. They're not very durable, so you no. you need to take care of them. And they when the not. stands fall over, the lights will break. Yeah, you. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Although you can replace them now with a with uh, LED lights that are way more durable than these these uh, fluorescents that, that come with the yeah, the CFLs. But um, they're not very durable. You blow on them, and they basically bend. So you need to be really, really careful with them. But you get what you pay for. The umbrellas are dynamite. Um, that's what I'm using right now. The umbrellas just work great. They just diffused. Good. Can you good uh, can you turn your camera around? I can't. No, it's mounted on a. Ah, uh, look at you all 
Yeah. Um, lights, are super key. lights are super key. I under, I underestimated the power of lights for a lot of years. I was kind of like, you know, if you, if I shut mine off, it's kind of dark, but like when you don't know that it can be better, you think, well, this is okay. And one of my co-hosts was just, he was like, God, is there anything you can do about your lights? And I kept blowing them off. So for Christmas one year, he just bought me lights and sent them. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I get the point. And so I set them up and holy cow, what a difference. What a difference. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. if you're doing video. And uh, we had a lot of great feedback in the chat room. Illiquity said, check out the check out Drawing Loser on Instagram for Matt. She's a very talented artist and is a ninth grader. Uh, that might be somebody to get you some artwork for your children's book. And then uh, Emily had said, I think it was Emily, don't forget to have somewhere on your website for the show for authors to submit themselves as potential guests. Boy, somebody sent me the wrong thing at the wrong time this week on Facebook. And it was just because it was so not a match. And the fact that it was probably 1130 and I was tired hmm. and it was like, hey, love your show. I've got somebody who'd be a great guest. She's a she's a. Um, real estate mogul and she's done this and she's done that and none of this. And, and so what I did, and I cannot take credit for this idea. I got it from Jessica Kufferman. Instead of replying back to the person going, why do you think it's a good fit? Cause it's not. I went to the person's website and then forwarded the email to the person that she's representing and said, Hey, just so you know, this person is not pitching you to the right people. I basically told on her, I was a big narc. <laughs> and that was a little snarky. And then the person that the original person that she was pimping, I friended on Facebook. I mean, I basically did everything I could to make sure that person saw this person is not doing their job. Yeah. And then she asked, she's like, how do I get on guests? And I was like, that'd be a tough one. If you're a real estate person, I'd say go on a real estate podcast. But everybody that does a real estate podcast has their own thing going. I'm not sure if that little genre would be as open to having somebody who's doing the same thing on their show. Hey, can you go solo for me for one sec? I can go solo. You know what I can do? This would be a great time to talk about our awesome supporters since it's the first part of the month. So, and I found a cool way to do this, especially our $20 supporters. That would be Debt Shepherd at DebtShepherd.com. And of course, Jonathan Bloom over at WeeklyAwesome.com. We mentioned him just a second ago, Glenn the Geek from Horse Radio Network, Josh Rivers from PodcastingExperiments.com, Max Truscott from AviationNewsTalk.com, and Shane from Spybrary, thank you so much for your $20 a month. At $10 a month, we want to thank Barry Kessler from BarryKessler.com. Uh, Frank Brill, Jeffrey from PodNuts, that's with a Z, PodNuts.com. Josh Liston over at TPSGuy.org. The one and only in the chat room today, Nick Suberling. And Nick, I thought your picture was up here. I'm not sure where it's at. Uh, I will fix that. Uh, Sean Park from BeYourOwnNerd.com, thank you so much for your $10 a month. At $5 a month, the one and only Darren Dake from CoronerTalk.com did an awesome job out at uh, San Diego with me. Doug from BecomingLimitless.com, the one and only Corey Fennerin from IVNB.com, Jay Cleveland Payne at jclevelandpayne.net, Cleveland, Jay uh, Jason Curtis, uh, Jeremy Dennis from Transmissions with an S, podcast.com, some guy named Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv, Joe Taylor, I'm going to be in Nashville next month, buddy. OnFaceEdge.com, Kim Slusher from DistractedLifePodcast.com, Master Cauldron from CauldronScript.com, Mark W. King from MarkWKing.com, Michael Ray from MichaelRay.com, 
Rob Griffiths from Bedtime.fm. You can find uh, a couple different podcasts over there. Troy Heinrichs from BlacklistExposed.com. Thank you all for your $5 a month. And, of course, uh, No Good Deed Goes Unpunished, our $1 contributors. Uh, Alan Palmer, Barb from Anchor.fm slash BarbTUSA. CreepyKingdom.com. Dave Wilson from Ottawa Works. Emily Prokop from the Story Behind podcast as well as ePodcast Productions. See, I, I'm missing my. Uh, I, if I had the iPod, I'd play the the uh, jingle. I can. I can't sing it. Don't ask. <laughs> Gary from uh, CrowdfundingChristianMusic.com. That's Gary Godfrey. Gary and Margaret from KiwiMana.co.nz or BeekeepingPodcast.com. He's on the wall in his beekeeping outfit. He's uh, right as left. He's 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 up there somewhere. Jeff Keefling, that's K-E-I-F-ling. So just pretend you're Mick Jagger. It's Keef, Keefling, Raw. The Latin Podcast Awards. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, Lucas from TriangleTactical.net. Bumble of Mask, that's M-A-S-Q, me.org. I finally got him to send in a name. Mike Moody from MrRobotPodcast.com. Mike, is that show still on the air? Paul at fightingthroughpodcast.co.uk, the Seahawkers podcast, and last but not least, I uh, actually, we got a couple. Sean from sleptinclass.com, that's slept in government class, and I don't see him. Wait a minute. Oh, you know why? Because this is a weird one. There is a, a category called no rewards, and but yet I see where they're still contributing. So Yeah, yeah you don't um, have to get, it's just you created at some point in time, you created an, a, your own. a level with no rewards. So that would be Steve Sleeper from earn.show.com. And of course, the one and only Cody Sison. Sison. <laughs> Love that. So Love that thank you. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, uh, go out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So I'm super impressed by that list, Dave. I, it's amazing. It, it really you is. You read it and I just go, wow, thank you for, for supporting you and us and what we do here. It's super fun. Uh, hey, this just in. Yeah. Aliquity. Just pledge five bucks. So thank you very much for that. Oh, nice. Um, and if you put your website in the chat room, I'll be happy to give you a shout out. Dave, how do, um, you know, I've, I've been charging for my post show content. So we do a post show and, and lately it's become all cryptocurrency focused. And so we actually move that to Patreon, charge a dollar, you know, for, Hey, a dollar, you can get it every week. It was right. kind of a way of engaging folks in a Patreon for this program, you know, we always do 45 minutes or so, it seems like, of post-show. Yeah. How, how do folks access the post-show for here? When they go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, they sign up for Patreon. When they sign up, um, I should know that. So all our Patreon subscribers are able to access the content we do in the post-show. Yeah, basically. Okay. And then there's there's stuff that's – on occasion, I will put things there that aren't post-show. If I do something, um, you know, just like, hey, you should – you know, that you might like this kind of thing. I have, I have a really cool Skype story that I want to share in the post show. Cause I want it. I need it kind of locked behind. Uh, uh-huh. I don't think okay. it's NDA, but I, but and otherwise I wouldn't share it, but I, I want to, I'm going to lock it. So if that's the case for here, yeah, well, I got some Skype stuff I want to talk about. Post I wish they showed you, they don't show, there's a lot of like post show stuff here. I mean, I'm trying to see, I was going to say, Oh, you have access to, you know, 38 posts or something like that. I can see them, but nowhere that I can see does it show me like stats on how many. Oh, yeah. Nope. There's my posts on. Uh, nope. I'm trying to see like how many posts I have. And it's probably in there somewhere, but I, here we go. Dashboard, maybe. 
Nope. That shows me how many patrons I have. They're making some, they're making a bunch of changes to Patreon. They've been updating a bunch lately, it seems, and the platform's been getting a little bit better. Um, management's a little bit easier. I think they kind of learned through that whole debacle of changing the pricing. Like, hey, maybe we ought to listen to our community a little bit more and not make so many changes. There's a novel idea. The guy, Jack, I want to say Conti, something like that, is the guy that started. He's an old musician. And his story, because they did like a Patreon in, um, it might have been Seattle, someplace. And he was talking about how he does these elaborate videos for his music. And they get a ton of YouTube stuff. And he spent like, I want to say it was like five grand. It might've been 10 grand, but he was draining savings accounts, everything he could. And he put it out and, you know, via YouTube, you get so much per play, you know, because of the ads. And he said, I just spent like, let's say it was 10 grand. Um, and I made 300 bucks and I was like, there's gotta be a better way. Yeah. Be, you know, and granted over time, you know, he'll get more of that back, but it was just like, cause he was, he showed how he was, you know, making these super elaborate sets. And of course you could say, well, don't make super elaborate sets, but if you want millions of downloads, you know, that kind of thing, that was something that was interesting. That is a weird mindset. Uh, I got uh, Libsyn. I, they, you know, Rob had said, Hey, we're looking for beta people for the, the new Amazon skill. And I'm like, Oh, throw me in the ring, buddy. I'll, I'll jump in that pool real quick. And so we made one for the school of podcasting. And, uh, he said, hey, Amazon wants to see a video. Can you make a video? And it is so different making a YouTube video for your, your Patreon people and your buddies and your friends. And when you know Amazon is going to watch it. That was a whole, now I've got images coming in and blah, blah, blah. And it still was done with a C920 in Camtasia and some screenshots. Other than that, it really wasn't that crazy. But I thought that was interesting that if it's like I should be making my videos like Amazon is going to watch them because you never know who's going to watch them. But they did watch it like that was really, really cool. And I'm like, the only thing that I'm sure Lipson is probably saying is I don't mention Lipson in the video. I, I do in the like the show notes underneath it. But I say, hey, I don't even think I say why. Well, obviously, I have to say Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. But I think in the post that I put it on, I'm like, I got this from going to Lipson and adding in as a destination. But in the video, I don't believe I mentioned Lipson. And I'm sure Rob and everyone over there is like going, you could have mentioned Lipson. See, well, do you think you should add, I mean, speaking of that, do you think you should add to your, your introduction is pretty standard. Dave Jackson School of Podcasting. Do you think you should add and, and then your title at Lipson? Yeah. Like podcaster to, support. Yeah. Pod, well, that was know. the thing I was surprised and I'm kind of surprised, but kind of not. And that has had, I had more people at social media marketing world that said, Oh, you work for Libsyn. And I'm like, I thought, but if you think about it, I think I talked about that in probably like two episodes. And on occasion I will say, Hey, full disclosure, I work for Libsyn. But I other than that, lot, yeah. I probably should disclose that uh, because once a few people knew I was quote the Libsyn guy. Plus I had a t-shirt that said Libsyn on it. Um, I became the Libsyn guy. They're like, Oh yeah, you need to go talk to yeah, it's the Libsyn guy. Go talk to him. So I just need a shirt now that says the Libsyn guy. And uh, that'll be great, but I probably should. Uh, and that was interesting um, at different parties, depending on who I was with. Uh, they would be like, this is Dave Jackson. He does tech support for Libsyn. And he also does, and they would name something else, but they wouldn't name the school of podcast. And that was always kind of interesting. Um, and that was because they were a podcast consultant. It's always like, oh, okay, you're not going to mention that. And I'm like, okay, I see how that's going to work. Uh, and you could you could turn that around based on the context. So you could say, hey, Dave Jackson, client support specialist at Libsyn. 
as well as host of of yeah. uh, Ask Podcast Coach. No, no, I'm just kidding. School of podcasting. Yeah. You know, there's. It, it, I think it would. I think you're right. I I have to introduce myself a lot it, based on kind of when I go to these conferences. Sometimes yeah. you know, it's like, do I say you know, podcaster for home gadget geeks, or do I say you know, um, I'm the strengths community manager for Gallup in what we do. So you gotta because. I do podcasting in both. So you kind of have to figure out what's the right, you know, what's the right, um, the right, the right words to use. It is sticky, Dave, when we think about podcasting for both work and when you have your own podcast, there can be some sticky moments and you just highlighted one. Like I think, I think Rob does expect some, I mean, he hired you because of your influence and there's probably an expectation that that will leak out in some of the things that you do. I also, I just realized Dave Hooper had emailed me. If you use the coupon code SOP, you can get Podfecta tickets for 37 bucks. And I get oh, absolutely nice. nothing for that. Oh. But I'll probably get to, why well, I am going to get to, I'm going to do a podcast rodeo show live. That'll be fun to do that to somebody's face. This <laughs> will be interesting. It's a little scary. It is a little scary. To do that. And I, I, I'm, I'm super hesitant on giving people instant feedback. It's um, stuff. Hey, listen you know, to this, you know? Yeah. Um, we've got four minutes to tell a story. Yeah. Okay. I popped a cork. I, I found out I, I have people always go, you are so patient. Dave, you are so, I'm like, well, I don't know where it came from, but I, I think my sister, my sister was a, a handful of times, but um, there's something, if you want to watch me pop a cork, this is how you do it. You ready? lie to me mm. and I will pop a cork. Like mm-hmm. that's just something you just don't have to do. And this person didn't even lie to me. It was something that I assumed that they weren't going to do anymore. And then they did it. And it's not a secret. Cliff Ravenscraft teaches the file for download only method, which there are certain, certain circumstances where you can do that. Cause I know like Troy Heinrichs does that for the blacklist exposed and things like that. But cause in the end you save, $15 a month, something like that. So if you have multiple shows, uh, that would work. But when I talked to Cliff at Podcast Movement, he said uh, that he he doesn't teach that as like the way. He, he teaches that that's how, that's how he does it. Well, duh, Dave. His people are going to do what he does. So I, I'm in a room. This guy comes over and goes, hey, I want to get on Spotify. And I understand you're the Lipson guy. And I'm like, I'm the Lipson guy. And I'm like, it's super easy. Go to destinations, click on uh, Spotify, fill it in. Uh, make sure your title is less than 42 characters and you'll be in probably three to seven days. He's like, great. I need it file for download only. And I go, no, no, just fill it in. Hit the data. He goes, no, no. Cliff said, and I go, he like, no, no. I said, that's an old video. Like from 2012, I, I go, and then he goes, no, no, no. Cliff just said it to use file for download only. And literally it was hilarious because Chris Kermitzos from PodFest is sitting next to me. He actually left. I think he thought I was going to explode. Cause I looked at him and I, I said, okay. And literally my face is turning red and I'm like, I, I cannot tell you. I said, oh, I, I said, I can't believe he's still preaching that. And I said, uh, that is absolute. And then I, I just let explicits go. That is bold. And I'm like, that's the worst. That is horrible advice, blah, blah, blah. And it, it dawns on me that literally, and I'm, I'm turning red from almost embarrassment. Cause I realized that I'm popping a cork a little bit. Uh, and I'm not screaming, but I'm just like, oh, I'm like, you know, the hands are going and I'm like, that's, you, you, you. Um, and I, I looked at it, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I don't mean to take this out on you. I said, I just, I thought we were done with that promotion. And he goes, no, I love this. 
He goes, I love it. And I go, you love it? He goes, dude, your passion. He goes, I'm definitely going to follow what you're talking about. So that was fun. That was what I was like. Um, and again, Cliff didn't lie to me. I just thought we'd somehow put that on the back burner. And apparently he never did and, and isn't going to. And why would he? Because it works for him. And that's what he teaches. But it was fun. Just because at one point, Chris is just like, Chris Kermitsos is like, and looking at me just like, and he just exit stage left. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that was fun. There's an old Saturday morning cartoon reference. There you go. You, if you haven't, uh, if you're not an old guy like us. Snagglepuss, wasn't that? That was Snagglepuss, yeah. yes. Even. <laughs> uh, All right. So. Well, another. Another, another fun. Fi- and here's the thing. I can play music now. You're not going to be able to hear it. Oh, that's okay. So, um, yes. I w- so we're going to pretend there's music here. Okay. Okay. And I'll just throw it in later. But uh, as always, we want to thank the uh, chat room for coming out. We're here every Saturday. Are you done with your program? Yeah, it's done. Wrapped up last week. Yeah, so we're all set up. Probably somewhere in April, we'll probably have a weird thing because I'll be in Nashville. Uh, but uh, thanks for joining us. We're out at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Thanks to Matt for all the awesome questions from the author inside you.com. And um, Jim, what's coming up on the uh, averageguy.tv? That's a really good question. I've taken two weeks off, so it's been uh-huh. a while since we've we've done things. But, uh, you know, we've always got new tech and stuff. We've got ideas. If you're in the tech space and you want to listen, averageguy.tv. Uh, things coming up in the future at the School of Podcasting. I believe this week I'm going to talk about icing because I went to social media marketing world. And some of the things that were really cool were icing. That's the only way I can explain it. It's these little things you go, oh, wow, cool, wow. And I'm like, do we? Do they really need to do that? I'm like, no, but it was really, really cool that they did. Uh, so we talking about that. I'm also in the future going to do an episode of uh, Bad, Better, Best, which is a little gear shootout thing that uh, I've been playing with. And I've been finding, again, people with like horrible audio quality. And it's weird because I don't want to throw them under the bus, but I want to recreate what they're doing. So we can go, this This is what my uh, my my idea, my opinion of bad audio is. So that'll be coming up at the school of podcasting.com. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we will see you again real soon with another episode of S the podcast. Coach. This podcast is part of the power of podcasting network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. changing the world one download at a time.